What is up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Abby. I'm Shannon. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for pumping up the vibes. <laughs> well, I don't know. We talked last week about how people decide within the first 30 seconds if they're going to keep listening to the episode of the podcast. Yeah, that so at this giving... point, I'm just trying to scare people away. Like how many people can I drive away within the first 30 seconds? Yeah, I think I think it worked. It's like that to me, because I know that I'm never going to impress people the first 30 seconds. So now my my mission is to drive people away. Okay. Okay. Did it work? Would I'm you be here. Would you be driven away? You're still here because you're forced to because your headphones are literally chained to the ground. <laughs> That's true. You couldn't get out if you wanted to. There's a plant in the doorway. No escaping. Welcome back, baddies. Welcome back. We are celebrating some big things this week. We are. Personally, it doesn't affect you guys. I'm getting married. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm Cl- kidding. Clip that, Peter. <laughs> Imagine. Someone said this to me the other day. They were like, you what are if? wearing white. I am wearing white. Um, they were joking around. We have like this work event tomorrow for for work and someone was like what if michael came and proposed to you at the work event i would be it's like bbj oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's like boston business journals best places to work event whatever but someone was like what if michael just showed up and proposed to you at the bbj event and i was like i he knows me better than that (laughs) yeah no i think you would that'd be a tough look you know what i mean like there's just some things you don't do and that's up there. And that's up there. Okay. Well, other than you fake getting married, yeah. we are celebrating 50,000 downloads. 50,000. That's like a lot. That's like a lot of downloads. Thousands. Don't, you don't need to do the math how many episodes we have and how many we're averaging per episode. But if you did, like, that's still a lot of people. Yeah. I'm proud. Especially considering the first, I don't know, like, you know, six months, we probably had 20 people listening a week. <laughs> 20 people is still 20 people. 20 people is still 20 people. So I'm proud of the growth that we've accomplished. And even more so, I am just like thankful. Like we, the I know it's so cliche, but what would we be without the people that literally turn us on and listen for whatever reason every week and make it through the first 30 seconds? What we love hobby you guys. do you think you would have picked up if it wasn't the podcast? Okay. So during the pandemic, if we didn't start the podcast, where would we be? What would we I be doing? No, I don't know. Like maybe knitting, <laughs> like hand knitting. I can't knit because looking at the needles makes my eyes hurt. What? What is with you? What's like, what's... I don't know. Okay. Do you get this way when you empty the dishwasher? Like, I have to empty the dishwasher so fast when I'm doing the cutlery. Because if I look at a fork too long, it hurts my eyes. Wait, what are you talking... What? Yeah. Is that almost like when you look over... Like, when you're on top of, like, a big building, you get that, like, tingles in your toes. You know what I mean? And, like, you look over a That doesn't happen to me. That doesn't happen to... The forks get me. When you're on, like a ledge or a high top, like a rooftop and you look over the edge and you get that like heebie-jeebies feeling. You don't get the like tingly toes. No, I'm like, oh my God, don't drop your phone, you idiot. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine going through life not feeling that sensation. It's like a weird, like it, your toes literally tingle. Oh. Oh my gosh. Okay, well maybe I need to do more more adrenaline-y things. Adrenaline-y things. I don't get out Okay, much. but when you look at cutlery, your eyes hurt. That's yeah. never happened to me. Yeah, how this do we start cool. talking about color? I don't know, oh, but 50,000 downloads. 50,000. Knitting. 50, knitting. 
Thank you, baddies. Honestly, we have this Facebook group. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Drinks After Work Boston Baddies. There's over 8,000 girls. But this week, um, Facebook asked me if I wanted to create a group chat in our private Facebook group. And I said, sure, why not? I didn't think anyone was going to use it. But the baddies are loving it. It is popping off. I had to mute the notifications because they just talk all day. I love it. Long. I love it. If girls, if we can do one thing, it's talk. <laughs> it's talk. It is talk. And we're good at that. And That's why we have our own it. microphones. True. I know. You know, what's the best is whenever we post our videos on TikTok, like if you guys don't follow us on TikTok, it's drinks after work. Um, Under, no, no underscore. underscore. No underscore, <laughs> Abigail. Um, so yeah, we're doing after work on TikTok and sometimes we'll post like little snippets of like segments of the full episodes. Um, and it's funny because probably like 99% of the hate that we get is people who are like, who gave these to a microphone? <laughs> I just feel like that is in their mind, like the, the best insult you can give to people who have a podcast because you're just insulting the fact it that honestly, we have any sort of a platform to speak. It doesn't offend me because the no. funny thing is, is that literally anyone can do this. Yeah. People just choose not to because they're afraid. It is it is true. So I think we're anyone, better than them. Anyone can do it. I don't think that everyone should do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even know if we should do it. It is weird though because <clears throat> it is it's an interesting skill. The other day I was talking to two of my friends from work and they were like, We listened to the podcast oh, this fuck. week. Oh my Which goodness, episode? my heart last this like this past week. Like the one that dropped four days, three days ago? Like the one that came out before this current one that we're recording. Okay. And they were okay. like, we listened to the podcast last week. And this is like two boys that report to me. <gasps> I felt Wait, so- we have male listeners? No. Okay. I ended up finding out that they were joking. Thank God. But when I thought they were, because at first I was like, no, like you guys were messing with me. And they're like, no, no, like we listen. We want to support you. It's really cool that you do that. And I just felt so embarrassed and- it's weird because I don't usually get embarrassed. <laughs> I feel like I just kind of like, I put it out there. It is what it is. You move on. I felt like queasy, nauseous, invaded. Like I felt like my privacy was invaded. And it's weird because realistically, I know that there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast every week. But we've said it before. Like when we're in here and it's just us and Peter, like sometimes you forget that there are literally people that listen. Yeah. And so when someone reminds me that they do, and it's not like a stranger that we haven't met before, which that's fine. It's someone that I know. I almost feel like someone read my diary. Like that is literally what I feel because we're on here and we're talking about stuff that I don't even know. Half the times I feel like I say stuff that I probably shouldn't say yep. on a public platform because I forget that people actually listen. In my mind, I'm like, oh, this is my diary. This is girl talk. I can say whatever I want because it's staying between us, but it's not staying between it's us. Not. But anyway, so we were talking about it and they ended up telling me they were messing with me. And I was like, okay, but if you as ever do listen, like don't first off, me. first off, please don't. And second, don't tell me. <laughs> but third, listen on list, you. <laughs> do not listen to the first 10 episodes because 20. I think, or 20, because first off, we were, you know, pretty much blackout drunk for all of them because we were so mm -hmm. anxious and didn't know what to say that we were like, let's just keep drinking and we'll come up with great content and it'll sound even better, like wrong. Um, we were slurring our words. <laughs> Nothing we said made sense. We couldn't connect the dots. We couldn't land the plane. Like, don't do it. But what I realized, and this is like, I guess for anyone out there that is interested in starting a podcast or just started a YouTube channel or just started anything where you're putting yourself out there, it is going to be awkward at first. So awkward. And what you just said about anyone can start a podcast. I think they can, but 
what's the stat? It's like seventy percent of tech, like um, the TikToks. First, no one, no one finishes after seven episodes. It's like I think like something crazy, like ninety percent of podcasts don't make it past the first seven episodes because yeah. people get discouraged. They feel like no one's listening, and they also feel like they have nothing to say. But if you just push through that feeling, like I kid you not. Abby and I's first 20 episodes were horrible. Even the first year we were like, we don't even know like what direction we're going. We don't know. Are we supposed to be caller daddy? Are we supposed to be bitch Bible? Are we supposed to be business savvy? Like, what are we? And I feel like it took us so long to realize that if you literally are just yourself, you will actually do better because you're being genuine. But the path of getting there and like truly feeling confident with what you have to say in front of a microphone, like that doesn't happen overnight. And I used to listen to all these people that were amazing at it. And I was like, how's that ever gonna be me? And it's just like anything, it's a craft. You have to work at it, you have to perfect it, you have to make it better. And now I feel so confident about sitting here every week with you. And I feel like it's literally just like me talking to my best friend, which it is, but it took a long time to get there. So don't give up if you're putting yourself out there on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, it doesn't matter. Like you just push through it and eventually you will find like what your niche is and like, it'll be great. So, wow, that was so inspiring. I just like feel very grateful. I do. I love that. That kind of goes hand in hand with us getting out of our comfort zone yesterday when we did our first ever photo shoot. shoot. Ah! Like, who are we? I know. I felt like imposter syndrome. You know, it was a very surreal experience. I, you know, we've talked about this for a really long time. And we'd always come up with excuses. I know. Oh, like, no, I want to look is better. Blowing. Yeah, the wind is blowing. <laughs> you and I, I are the queen cut. of excuses. <laughs> Me and Abby, every single year, are like, okay, this is the year. Because on, po- on po- like, when you scroll through the podcast app, our logo is really cute. But, like, really, there should be a picture of us there. Yeah. So every year, we're like, this is the year that we get a picture, like, as a thumbnail, And we also just needed to take photos just to have, like, to post things like that, like, professional photos. And we'd always tell ourselves, like, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And then we'd always be like, well, maybe when I am not blonde anymore, because, like, we're really not natural blondes. It doesn't make (laughs) sense to have us be blonde. Maybe when I lose weight, like, maybe when I feel happier, maybe when my makeup looks better. And even yesterday, I called you and I was like... To be honest, I've been in the office all day. My makeup looks horrible. Like it just, it doesn't really make sense for us to do it tonight. Like we were both looking for reasons to back out. <laughs> and Peter was actually the one that was like, shut up, just get here. And you're going to, then what was the other one? We, the other excuse we were using, we were like, well, the photographer late. is like, <laughs> he's going to be annoyed because Shannon's getting out of work late. So like, we don't want to inconvenience him. Let's just like cancel. And Peter was like, <laughs> just literally get here. So I'm very thankful that we were pushed to do it because we probably never would have Honestly, and the <laughs> photo- I think having a photographer that can actually help you like with posing, tell you what to do is so valuable because Peter, what was, what was our, photo- I forget. It's really bad. Robin. Yeah. Do, Robin do you know his was- Instagram name? Can we plug him? Uh, yeah, it's Robin Winchell. So Robin, R-O-B-I-N underscore W-I-N. C-H-E-L-L. Love that. Amazing. Had to shout, shout him out because he was amazing. Yes. I mean, we we haven't seen all the photos yet, but we got a little sneak peek after we were done. We and didn't hate them. We didn't hate them. And, Which is huge. And the, the lighting was amazing. He made he us look. a wizard. I don't even know what he did. Like, his camera was just amazing, but the lighting, like, his ability to hit the angles. Because I took a selfie while we were there, and, like, I looked, I was like, Ugh. And then <laughs> the photos he was taking, it was just, like, ten times better. It's, so yeah. not only was the quality amazing, but like he just made us feel so comfortable. He like knew how to hit the angles. He was like, Shannon, turn a little to the right. Like Abby, turn a little to the left. Like get your hair Move out your of your hair. face. He was like moving our hair. Fan was blowing. Like he 
he got it. So I think if you're looking to take photos, whether that be just for fun, like with your friends or something, or if you're literally looking for professional headshots, I would definitely hit him up because he was. Yeah, amazing. I don't know if he's open to work, but like we just. Yeah, like put imagine him on blast. he's like. So imagine he's hopefully. very much not open. Like he's like to, booked and busy. He's like, no. He's like, please don't do that to me. Um, but that was super fun the whole time. I'm in. Sh- well, I don't want to like give too much away, but the whole time I'm just in Shannon's face saying, oh my God. Oh my you kept God. Sa- he was like. <laughs> she was like pretending to be like saying something like whispering in my ear like saying something to me but literally she wouldn't stop saying the same thing over and over and he reached a point where robin literally was like if i have to hear that one more time i'm going to freak out like you need to stop you need to say something else and she was like i can't it was we honestly thought we had so much it was fun. A lot like of fun. it was even if you're like a girl and you're like with you have a group of friends and you just want to get like i don't even know what the occasion is maybe just celebrating yourself celebrating life getting headshots like just done with your friends we had like fun little props like it's just a fun thing to do girls love to take pictures so i loved it highly recommend i did okay so that's up for celebrating we're just out here living and living our best life but this weekend we were living our best life we actually got to hang out we did girl time that felt that feels like another lifetime why is that Maybe because um, it was a Friday night, right? Maybe. Or was it a Saturday? And the fact that I'm seeing you two days in a row is like usually not normal. When did we see? Friday. It was Friday. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you're right. That was really fun. We went to committee and I'm sure most of you have heard of committee by now. If you haven't, you need to go. But what was the feta dish that we got? Okay. It was so the best thing I've ever had. I feel like committee the like the prom queen is always the zucchini chips like everyone's talking about the zucchini chips (laughs) but i feel like you know the prom queen might be the zucchini chips but the actual like the girl that you know girl next door that maybe like doesn't peak until like senior year like is the feta like she is the true crown jewel she's amazing she's everything she has a great personality she's fun she's like she has it all Smart. She is that girl. She was she is so, that girl. Oh my people god. People are listening <laughs> sometimes the way that we talk, there are people who are listening who are definitely like, what are you even talking okay, about? Guys, okay, so there was a dish at committee. Let's, let's set the scene. Let's set the scene. You get this plate of feta. You're thinking like, why are you guys just hyping up feta? No, this no. is a block of feta. It is a block warm, of cheese. But it's not too hot and it's not, not too, too cold. Oh. It's the perfect temperature. You said not too hot, not too warm. Yeah, because it's not, obviously it's not cold. Well, I guess it's not obvious. It's not too cold. It's a perfect, like, it's not room to, I don't know what it is. It is just, it's crusted with sesame seeds and honey. It is everything. It is. The guy asked like, oh, do you guys want pita with that? And we were like, no, no, we just need a fork. There is. Okay. So you go there and I feel like committee is like a tapas type vibe so if you go go with your friends don't go with a boy because you don't want to be eating like a block of cheddar 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 (laughs) oh my god the boston accent it's happening (laughs) after like you know 28 years here it is here she is so you don't want to get a block of feta in front like in like have to deal with like eating all that shit i mean you might you might not care i wouldn't care but anyways i feel like you're out with your friends you order the it's like it's called the baked feta i'm pretty sure it is essentially the size of your face. It is a block no, of cheese. No, it's not big enough. 
it's not big enough. I could have ate the whole thing it's by myself. It's so good. But yeah, it's crusted in sesame. There's honey on top. And like, oh. we were tearing that apart. Like, there was not a single bite left. And I was mm -mm. like, oh, we'll have a few bites. Like, it'll be very ladylike. We were going in, guns blazing. So we ordered wine. We didn't even touch the wine because we were like, no, like, the no, feta is the so good. Anyways, I'm clearly hungry. I know, I'm sorry. We have to move on. Um, okay, <laughs> we went to afterwards the new real house in yes. the seaport. Okay, here's my honest review. Um, I'm giving from someone who didn't order a drink or get any food there. Seriously, <laughs> off vibes. Ambiance and vibes. Just okay. Ambiance and vibes. I would go here for a pre or post dinner drink. But I feel like the setup, the I don't know. I just, I don't think I would go there for dinner. It's weird because, okay, so we showed up and they just opened this location. Yeah. I don't know what it was before, but it's in Seaport and it's right next to Davio's. The view is immaculate. Like you're literally straight up on the water. It has like the perfect like summer, almost like kind of pure, like pure, um, like pure sex in yeah. Charlestown type vibe. Very summery, like light and bright, like the. Perfect view of the sunset. Just, like, amazing. And I just feel like it's the perfect place, like, maybe for, like, a first date, like, getting a drink there with someone, whatever. But I think because it just opened, it was kind of, like, randomly rowdy. There were so many so people busy. in there. And, like, we showed up and people were, like, getting bottles of rosé. And it was, like, rosé was spilling everywhere. And it was on my shoes. And, like, you know, you're just not crowded. on. You're not on, like, the vibes. Like, we showed up and we were with a big group of people. And everyone there had clearly been drinking, which is fine. But you know when you're dead sober and you're just like, I need to remove myself from this environment. Yeah. But I feel like if I was there and I had been there with my like friends for a while, I would have been absolutely loving it. But the restaurant itself, like I, my sister Bianca was like, I don't think they were expecting this sort of a vibe. I think they very much wanted to be like a classy, nice like dinner restaurant. And I wasn't getting that vibe because it was nine o'clock when we got there, which is still like an appropriate time Early, for dinner. Yeah. If you have an 8 p.m. dinner reservation, you're still there enjoying dinner. Meanwhile, the bar is like packed, like, like extremely packed. If I was eating dinner, I would be annoyed about everyone at the bar that's leaking into the like standing area. There was some bar leaking for sure. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. And also like it was way too bright in there for like a bar vibe in my opinion. I feel like they could have dimmed the lights. I agree. So we had some notes, but overall it was <laughs> we very had some cute. notes. <laughs> we had some notes. All right. Let's dive into drunk dates. Wait, no, I need to share oh. something else I did over the weekend. Okay. Mr. Man and I went to the Pro to do some shopping and we stopped in Italy. Yeah. You know how there's like three different restaurants in there? Yeah. There's so like Terra and then there's... There's Terra, the there's something else, and then there's La Pizza La Pasta, which is where we went. I found out that he had never been and I was like, oh my God, we're going. So we, like he had never been to Italy? No, like to the I've never that been to restaurant. that one either. It's very I've good. I've only ever been to Terra on the top floor and then the ill patio outside. Yep, yep. Okay, well, highly recommend because I'm not kidding. I had the best Aperol spritz of my life. Of your life. Of my life. Wow. And you would think, what Like, what do you mean? Like, all Aperol spritzes are the same. No. No. The Prosecco he used, I'm not kidding. I asked him to see the bottle and I took a picture of it because I was like, I need to go home and stock up on this Prosecco because it is... The best. Did you find spreads. it? Yeah. Is I did. it cheap? Yes. It's like $15. Isn't that the best? Yes. I was like waiting for it to be like $30, which is like not a lot, but it's like a lot to stock up on just to have. So I was like so happy when I found, I don't know if you guys care enough, like DM me, I'll send you the bottle. Can you send me a bottle just like to have? I'll just, yeah, I'll give you a bottle. Thank you. 
It was so good. I, I love that. recommend La Pisa La Pasta. It's inside, right? Yeah, it's inside. Amazing. Amazing. It was really good. Did you hear about that new place that opened? It's um supposed to be like a Mafia Coast vibes. No. Michael made a reservation for us there and then he canceled it because it was going to rain that day, but it's supposed to be where? I think it's in Back Bay. I don't remember, but I have to do some digging, but Wait, it's, it's in Back Bay? Is I it think outdoors? So. I think it's, yeah, it's outdoors. And it's like, it's supposed to be like on Mafia Coast, like Italy vibes. I'll do more dig. I feel like I'm not prepared with the facts for this podcast, but <laughs> I will report back. What's new? What's <laughs> we, we We bring the bare minimum facts. We, be, we bring minimal facts. <laughs> All right, let's dive into drunk dates. Okay, Kanye West is up to being Kanye West. I feel like he just was like, I haven't been talked about in a little while. What weird shit can I do to just get back on the map? Yeah, exactly. And everything he does is weird, but there's something fishy about what he's up to lately. <laughs> I'm so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Um, okay, so let's start with his 46th birthday party. He decided to invite all of his closest friends, even his, you know, nine-year-old daughter to said party. And he you know, decided to have a sushi theme, which is fine. We love that. We love sushi. Yeah. Um, and sashimi. But he had a display of naked women just laying down on tables covered in sushi. I just like alive, like live, living, breathing women. Yes. They yeah, that's important to note. They were alive. You never know with it, Kanye. Well, right. So I'm happy that they're not dead. Yeah. For sure. Like for, first and foremost, happy to hear that they are not deceased. I would have rather maybe a mannequin. Like if you were trying to go for like the yes. artsy approach, maybe a mannequin. Wait, that's such a good, that why a mannequin not, never why crossed a, my mind. A live, wait, so, okay. Are they putting the sushi over like their actual, like. No. So like, if you look at the photos, there's Are like, they wearing like underwear? I'm just like, I don't, I need the details. Cause I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed anyways, but I'm just like, was it. Okay. That's just so humiliating, like degrading. It is, it, and it's degrading. It yeah. is. Like you're using a woman as like a prop and as a. And people are like grabbing food off of her. Like imagine you're laying so there and people are just grabbing pieces of sushi off of your naked body. That is just disgusting. You literally, uh, you might be able to pay me to do that, but like, like it has ever, to be a lot. That is just like the only thing I can compare it to is like body shots in college, which I also never participated in. I'm just looking at these photos and it's just so creepy. She is, okay. She is wearing underwear. It looks, she's not wearing a bra. She does have like, like on top of her underwear, there's like a leaf or something that the sushi's on and same with like where her bra would be. There's like maybe like a bamboo kind of vibe. But like she's just awkwardly laying there, and people are eating the sushi off of her. Ew, that is like, oh my gosh, what is with Hollywood lately? Going for the Hunger Games vibes. It is just so weird. I think because they're they're trying to tell us things. It's like so. I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm honestly mad. Like that's okay. So it's disgusting and degrading to the women. But then the fact that he invited his nine year old daughter to like witness that, that is like bordering like pedophilic. That's gross. Like there is no need to expose a child to that. And I'm sure she's been exposed to a bunch of weird ass shit because Mm -hmm. allegedly, um, because of the fact that she is her dad is who he is. Kanye's daughter. So (laughs) I'm sure she's seen all sorts of shit, but like, that is disgusting. Like you do not bring your children around weird ass, like whatever kinky shit you're into. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, I agree. Ugh, really I gross. can't. I can't stand. I'm just so sick of Hollywood, and it's so weird because we talk about it every week. But I really just don't care 
but I do, but I don't. But I'm also more so like, I feel like the, the reason why I want to talk about it on this platform isn't because I give a shit about any of these people or I think they're good people by any means, but more so like, it's important for us to be aware that like these people that we look up to are like most of them are just like honestly just disturbed. Like these are not the people that we should be looking up to and that we should be idolizing. Like by, I mean, you shouldn't idolize any human ever anyways, but like, I just think, ugh. It just, that that disgusts me. Anyways, he's on this weird food train because he held a Sunday service and afterwards held like a lunch or dinner, and the attendees were eating salmon, steak, watermelon with their bare hands off of like an autopsy style table. So, ew! If you were to look at the photos, it's it's literally just pieces like hundreds of pieces of steak on this table, no plates, no napkins, nothing. Even even like the watermelon, like the how does that work? On watermelon like a, is on just wet. Like, a, like Yeah, ew, on like a metal table. I think yeah, it's it almost like metal. I'm trying to think of like what he's trying to pair together. So it's naked women, it's death, mm-hmm. and it's food. It's just like a it's just creepy. It's creepy. That's all. And didn't you say people were kind of dressed a little weird too? Yeah, they were all, not all of them, but a lot of them were wearing like white handmaiden like robes. Cult vibes. Very much cult vibes. I Bad just, vibes. Like, I think we need to be done with Kanye. I, I, like there was a period in time where I was like, you know, like, okay, he's going through it, but I'm just, there's been so many things that he's done. That and I'm that like, makes no. you wonder like, is he just doing this for clout or is, does he yeah. truly like enjoy this? Like, is this people, just a I twisted think, fantasy? I or? think people, my dark twisted fantasy. Literally. I honestly think people are sick. <laughs> like, I just think people are genuinely like not right in the head. I don't know. It is what it is. I would love to be a fly on a wall at one of his parties, though. I I think I'd be scared. Like that's why I want to be a fly. Genuinely scared. No one notices me. In other news, um, Kim Cattrall is making an appearance on, and just like that, and we called this might not be a shock to people that don't heavily follow Sex and the City and all of the corresponding drama, but. Kim Cattrall has been very, very, very open about the fact that she will never go back. She will never participate. She wasn't paid fairly. She had to do all the naked scenes. She hates Sarah Jessica Parker. I am just like in shock that she is. I mean, I'm thrilled because I actually might watch the show now Hmm. because I stopped watching it like after like this third episode um, of just like that because it, it sucked. But with her joining it, I'm like, I might start watching it again. I can't well, understand what they must have done to get her back. Don't, yeah, I would love to know how much they paid her. Don't get too excited though, because she's only in one scene, oh. which I swear, we talked about the ending of the show whenever it ended. And I swear I called this. I bet I could go back and find it. But I was like, no, she's definitely going to be in the next season. Like it's going to be like a one scene type of thing or like one episode type of thing. So she's literally in one scene in one episode. Like it's okay. Not a lot so she's at all. not joining the show again. No. no okay. No. I thought she was. Um, which that would that would make me happy. And, but it didn't make sense. Like when Big passed away, she sends Carrie a text and is like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry. I love you. Obviously, I'm always here." And apparently, the whole preface of it was that they were feuding. Like they had this huge fight and they weren't friends anymore. And 
when Big dies, she sends her a text and then like does this huge display of flowers at his funeral. Wasn't there something with Paris? Like something just having to do with Paris? Something like that. I kind of stopped I watching, forget. so I forget, but it just doesn't make sense. If you go back to Sex and the City, there is no world in which like Samantha and Carrie were so such level, like a deep level of best friends that nothing ever would have made her not go to Big's funeral. So I almost feel like it was such a miss not having her show up in that scene. But yeah. I wonder if they're going to have like a big moment where she shows up. I, I probably will watch that. Well, do you want me to tell you? What it's supposed to be? Wait, did it already happen? No, 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 no. The oh. show's not out yet, but it literally just said like she will have a phone conversation with Carrie in the scene. Oh, so it's not going to be in person? Nothing face to face. And right. the, the the weird thing is, is that she, she already filmed. She filmed March 22nd in New York, like in the city. And for the filming, she didn't even speak to or see a single cast member. So like I'm envisioning, okay, if she, we know that she was in, uh, like doing a phone conversation with Carrie, it was one-sided. Like they only shot like um, her, her lines and that was it. And then Carrie's going to film hers like another time. So maybe they have like someone prompting like what yeah. Carrie would say because she probably hates them so much that she yep. doesn't even... That is like that's kind of like oh my not gosh, petty the level but like, of like seriously. You can't you can't see them for one day. I know one, they must like, like truly just Sarah Sarah. You can't see Sarah one day when celebrities can't stand each other. I just I couldn't imagine like and when you hear about money when you hear about people who just like can't stand each other, but they have to work within that close proximity, especially if it's a show and not just a movie. Because a movie, like, yes, it's a long time spending with someone, but then when it's over, it's over. A show, like, Grey's Anatomy, like, you're working with those people every day for, like, 10 years. True. You know? So I, or, like, exes, like, Outer Banks, like, when you break up with an ex, and then you're like, well, we're on a show together, so we have to keep working together. Kissing and, like, having love scenes, even when we're broken up. That is just, like, I cannot imagine. Do you think there is more to it than, like, just, like, oh, like, it was, like, unfair payment? Like, do you think it was like think unfair was, treatment? Or I think something? she, from what I remember, it was she wasn't paid as much money as Sarah Jessica Parker, or I don't think the other girls either. With that being said, Sarah Jessica Parker was a bigger star, like going into exactly. the show. It was her show. But I think but why um, is she- Kim Cattrall's argument was that everyone's favorite character was Samantha. It's obvious. I mean, if you ask anyone why they watched the show, it was it was for Samantha. She was she was the star. But that's not I Sarah's also, fault that she didn't it's get not, paid as much. It's not, but also Samantha had to do way more like sex scenes, way more oh. naked scenes, like very much like every scene was like pretty explicit with her in it. Sarah Jessica Parker really didn't have didn't to do, do any of that. that. No, like she never did any like so any level resentment. of nudity. So I think she kind of felt like she had to kind of put herself out there. She was like obviously out of the friend group the most like, um, you know, promiscuous one, I guess you could say. And... She was the one like doing all these more, you know, graphic scenes. She got paid less money from than Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. And I think she said in the beginning she understood why because Sarah was the main character, a bigger star. But even towards the end of the show, when at that point Samantha had become the most popular character on the show and was doing all the like the nudity and all that stuff, she still was getting paid less. I think that's what really pissed her off. And then she says that SJP was a huge bitch and stuck up and got like it. just they she resented her and I don't know like there's two sides to every story I don't know but has Sarah ever spoken up about it I think Sarah's always been kind of like somewhat nice to her but like she reached out when um Kim Cattrall's 
I think brother passed away and was like, you know, love you. You're my thoughts, you're my prayers, et cetera. And Kim Cattrall was like, don't pretend like you give a shit about me. Like you're only reaching out to like make yourself look good to the public. Everyone knows how much of a bitch you are between behind closed doors, like all this stuff. So who really knows if maybe SJP is a mean girl. Maybe Kim Cattrall is a bitch. I don't really know what the, the deal is, but all I know is that behind every level of like rumor, drama, there's some le- level of truth. So who... Who's Kristen Davis? Which character is that? Why can't I think of what is wrong with me right now? <laughs> Charlotte, you know when Charlotte, oh Charlotte. Charlotte. You know when you like know something so well but you can't think of it? <laughs> that, that, that just, just happened. happened to me. Yeah, Charlotte. Okay. Well she's the only one that's like talked about there's just an article saying Kristen Davis shares where she stands on Kim Cattrall drama amid her and just like that return. Basically just saying like, I'm not going to waste energy on it. I can't change anyone. I do understand the fans feelings. They're upset. I wish I could fix it, but I can't. It's not my power. She's the only one that really spoke up about it, but all right. Makes sense, but we'll see. Hopefully it's a good scene. Maybe I'll watch that one scene and then stop watching the show again. I'll let you know if it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, we have, a TikToker faking his own death and showing up at his own funeral via helicopter. What is wrong with people? Like, what sort of insane, yeah, so like when, narcissist do you have to be? When I first read this, I was like, "What is this? Like an eighteen-year-old like wannabe like Bryce Hall like just doing this for like a bit to be funny? Like, is this for like a video? Like, cause it's not funny. No. And then I read the article and it was a 45 year old man, like a grown Stop. man, no. like a dad, like someone's father, um, a father faking his death to teach his family a life lesson about what? the importance of staying in touch. Um, excuse me. And the sick part is that his wife and children were in on the joke. Well, I shouldn't even say joke. Wait, it's not wait, 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 wait. So he was trying to teach them a lesson, but they were in on it. Then no, how is that? He was trying to like his extended family. So maybe did he think that his extended family wasn't reaching out enough and like they didn't care? That's exactly. That's exactly. So he's like, I'm going to teach them a lesson by pretending like I died mm-hmm. and making them mourn me and making yep. them show up to my funeral to bury my body. Exactly. People are. Oh my gosh. This is what I mean. I can't. I don't know. I can't live in a world like this. This is weird. People are getting, people are getting weird. He said, and this is no excuse to, I mean, death isn't a funny joke at all. Um, But he said that he had become disheartened with how his family had fractured. He said, quote, what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt under unappreciated that's why i wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them and like his um, his his kid tweeted or yeah wrote on tiktok rest in peace daddy will never stop thinking about you why is life so unfair why you you were going to be grandfather and you still had your whole life ahead of you i love you we love you we'll never forget you like sick you no shit. that is like that's diabolical i know that is pathological that is insane here is i have two main thoughts on that the first is uh, did this guy ever stop to think that maybe he doesn't get invited to anything because he's obviously has some serious issues Mm -hmm. the type of person that is going to fake their own death to teach their family a lesson you have to maybe step back and wonder like maybe are you the problem (laughs) are you the problem because your whole family is meeting up and they're hanging out and they're not inviting you so i mean i don't know anything about his family so maybe they're just mean but like why aren't they inviting you? 
Do you think maybe like you are the problem? Do you think maybe you could have sat them down and talked to them about it? My other question is, does he think this is going to fix the issue he has with his family? <laughs> like, imagine someone puts you through this. They make you mourn them. Like, someone, I'm picturing a loved one of mine passing away in, like, the pure pain. No matter what situation I was in with him, if we were fighting, if we were on bad terms, that would actually probably be even worse if we were on bad terms. Literally mourning them to the point where I show up to their funeral and they were trying to teach me a lesson. You'd be pissed. I'm not going to talk to them ever again. I'm going to be like, this person is, first off, unwell, and second like has no regard for my feelings and they're trying to teach me a lesson. Like that's going to make his relationship with his family worse. So I don't really understand what he's trying to prove. I think he's just trying to get famous because the new like episode or the new series of Dave came out. Oh, did it? Where little Dickie, like he doesn't intentionally fake his own death, but he gets into an accident and like loses his phone. Everyone thinks he died. And then he like shows up like a few days later and he's alive and he like goes super like, because you know, when rappers die and everyone starts talking about them. So he like blows up and becomes like, you know, Spotify number one while he's quote unquote dead. And then he like is actually alive, but he blows up because of it. So part of me is like, was he just inspired by that? (laughs) I don't know the timing on that, but they kind of backfired on him. But in a way he still thinks he won. He said that only half of his family showed up to his funeral. And he said that really proves who cares about me? Those who didn't come didn't even contact me to meet up. So in a way, I did win. Like oh, wait, that no, you didn't. You didn't win. No, you didn't. There's no winners and losers. Like he it, to him in his mind, he's won because he like proved a point that like these people probably never cared about him to begin with. Okay, so but like, you think, do you realize what you just said? Like, it, but isn't that also very painful to realize? So painful. That, like I almost feel like. I'd rather not know who's going to show up to my funeral. I don't think, I think I'd like to, I mean, one day when I do pass away, I think there's something about not knowing. That's not my business. It's none of my business who shows up. Like that is, that's like worse than someone not showing up to like your birthday party. (laughs) Oh my God. That was the worst. I'm sorry. That was insensitive. (laughs) But like, I'm just saying like, it's, you shouldn't need to know that. Like that's going to be more painful for him to sit there knowing half of his family didn't show up and he's just pretending like he's happy. Uh, well, if anyone wants to go, so he's a Belgian TikToker. So I went to go creep on him. Um, and I couldn't cause I didn't under, what do they speak in Bel- Belgium? Belgian. Oh, is that a language? What <laughs> do they speak? On the Google. What do I thought they, they spoke, speak? I, spo- I thought they spoke Belgian, Dutch. Dutch or French oh, or German? Dutch, oh, French or German. Okay, so he was speaking one of the three. Um, <laughs> don't know what he was saying because I don't speak any of those languages. I don't. I just speak English. It's so hardly. Sad. Yeah, hardly. <laughs> um, but his name is David Batteren. It's B A E R T E N. But his social media name is Ragnar Lefou. So it's R A G N A R space L E space. F O U. So if you want to look at his TikTok and like try to translate to see what he's saying, because he's like replying back to people that have been like commenting, saying like, I'm assuming they're saying like this is fucked up. I have no idea what they're saying, but but he, they're they're talking. They're, yeah, he's there like is a conversation. He's thing. actively like discussing his his little stunt. Wow, that is genuinely messed up. I wonder when he showed up if they were like, like <laughs> I don't know, like the people that did show up if they were just like pissed like I'd be pissed I'd, be I'd probably cry because it would be very emotional and then I'd be pissed and I'd be like you're it'd be like, like you need happy help. tears like, y'all like, need Jesus yeah you're alive and then like pissed tears like I'm so freaking mad at you yeah and like 
lose my number and don't contact me again. And yeah. the next time you die, I'm not going to believe you. That's the other thing. It's like the I'm not the boy who cried one wolf. funeral. You only get one funeral. Um, no, I think. I mean, that's obviously a massive situation, but it does bring up an interesting point, which I think is the idea of like who you spend your time with, the people that you surround yourself with. It's extremely important, and I think you look at families and. Families are one of those things where that's the families are the only people in your life that you don't get to choose that. So I think that there are people who are blessed with families that they get along with great. There are people who have families they do not get along with. Um, there are so many dynamics there, but I think ultimately there are a lot of relationships in this life that you, that you can choose. And I think that who you surround yourself with, the type of people that you surround yourself with is so important, not just for like, you know, the, warm fuzzies and people that you get to do fun things with and the group chats and everything like that, it can literally affect who you are as a person. So I saw this TikTok the other day and I thought it was extremely interesting. I actually didn't know this. So I wanted to share some stats with you guys. I know a lot of our listeners right now are in their early twenties. Some of them are in college, graduating, looking for their first job. Some people are at their first job, potentially looking to leave, looking to make a move. Um, so I thought it was important to kind of talk about this a little bit. So basically I saw a TikTok video by, um, it was, it's Cody Sanchez um, is the TikTok handle to give her some credit. But this woman was talking and she was essentially discussing the importance of making sure that you're with other people who have been red pilled. Do you know what red pilled means? No, but is there a blue pill? Yeah. Oh, what's wait? The red did pill? you? How did you know that? Just I just the opposite. Yeah. Red pill, blue pill. <laughs> Sometimes I say red pill, blue pill. But so basically, red pill and blue pill. It's like this kind of more of like an idea. A lot of people talk about it. I'm sure you'll see it on Reddit. Um, but it's the idea that there are like you know there are two pills that you can take. You can either, and it's a choice that every human has. And the red pill is. Or the, the blue pill, I guess I can start with is, you know, living in kind of like blissful, blissful ignorance, like in, ignorance is bliss. Just keep on living life, not, you know, digging too deep, not looking I under the surface. Um, Give me that. You know, you're content by, you know, ordinary reality and you just feel like life is good. You're not watching the news. You're kind of blissfully unaware of the hardships of life, the pain. You're not doing anything to fix it. You're just kind of going through floating through life and everything's zen in its shell. Red pill is, um, you know, the willingness to learn and potentially, you know, unsettling or life-changing truth by taking the, the red pill. So your uh, the red pill eyes, is harder to swallow. Yep. Your eyes have been, your eyes are opened. You know, you, you watch the news, you do digging, you do research, you figure out like the bad things happening in this world. You're aware of, um, you know, crimes being committed, people that are oppressed and, you know, it's that information is painful, but you have to work through it and it makes you better and maybe you take a stand because of it. So obviously like people would see that and I think there's there's benefits to both because sometimes the red pill can be hard on your mental health. But the whole idea is that there are people who just want to go through life, you know, just unaware and not just kind of chilling and not wanting to deal with difficult times. But that's not really making them better and it's not making them like toughen up and grow up and do all these things. That explains people, a lot. There are other people in life who... You know, they, it might be more painful, but they want to get themselves in the trenches. They want to roll up their sleeves. They want to get better. They want to figure out what they can do to contribute towards themselves, their loved ones, humankind, whatever. So anyways, that is kind of like the preface of the video, but she kind of specifically dives into like the workplace in general. So she says, 
you need to make sure that you're surrounded by other people who have been red pills, so people who take like the harder route in life as much as possible. So like the, the grinders out there, the people that are curious, they do the research, they figure out what's going on in the world. Um, she said there was a study done across 58,000 hours within 11 companies. So they surveyed workplaces and they said they came up with these stats where if you sit within 25 feet of a top performer, your performance increases by 15% solely by being in their presence. So let's say I show up to work and I don't change anything about myself. I work the exact same hours. I am not any smarter. I don't, I'm not better at public speaking. I'm not changing anything about my routine. I'm doing the exact same thing I've done every single day. The only difference is that tomorrow I have an amazing top performer who comes and starts at the company and they sit within 25 feet of me. My performance itself will increase by 15% without me changing anything. How? Isn't I, that literally insane? Is that like an energy thing? Like if you see a top performer, like you are going to try to like mimic that? I think like it's, what? I think it's kind of, yes. What is the it's fact? An, it's science. an energy thing, but I think it's genuinely the idea of like a high tide raises all ships. Even if you aren't consciously aware of it, even if you aren't trying to work harder, trying to be better, trying to be smarter, there is this part of your brain where I think it's like the competitive side where you are going to rise up to the level of the people around you. So if you are within, you know, sitting near someone who sounds amazing, who's doing amazing at their job, they're smarter, they're better, they're more ambitious, they're coming in earlier, they're staying later. Even if you're not consciously aware of it, your subconscious is going to start rising to that level. Like high tide raises all ships. So that is a benefit you're going to get. So obviously to kind of, you know, break that down, let's say you make a hundred grand a year, like that would increase you to 115 grand a year. Obviously if you have a- We're talking money now. I mean, oh. if you have a job that obviously can, you know, change based on effort put in, obviously a lot of jobs are salaried. So that's just an example. I like but that. That is kind of the benefit of surrounding yourself with someone that is a top performer. However, there's a downside to this too. So this is the part that I thought was very interesting. If you sit within 25, um, 25 feet of a poor performer- your performance suffers by 30%. So double the double. gain that you have from sitting next to a top performer is what you will suffer if you sit next to a poor performer. What so, if you sit next to both? Well, then you're, you go down by 15%. Only 15%. <laughs> well, I guess like, you know, you go up by 15% here, go down by 30% there, and then you net out at 15% negative. Oh, so, shit. but essentially... If you like same scenario, right? Like I'm doing everything the same. I'm showing up at the same time. I always have been. My work is the exact same. I'm just as smart. I'm working just as hard. I'm doing all the regular stuff. But let's say, you know, Chad starts on Tuesday and Chad, you know, rolls into work late. He's leaving early. He doesn't care. He's not driven. He's like FaceTiming his, his girlfriend during the work day, like not really working that hard, whatever. Even if I didn't change anything, like my standards are like subconsciously going to lower and my performance is going to go down because of the little things. Let's say Chad's walking around. He sits down. He's small talking with you. He's going to the snack cabinet. He's hanging out like the vibes are going to change like in your environment and your performance is going to end up suffering because of him. Even if you didn't consciously try to do anything differently. That's very interesting. So I thought that was important. And I think the reason why it's so important to bring it up is because I think there's so many people out there who, including myself, where we're very, very focused ever since high school, ever since college on finding the right job. Mm -hmm. You want to go out there 
and you want to get the right major and you want to get the right job and you want to excel at your job and you want to get promotions and all this stuff. And I think that's very, very important. But I think that it is just as if not even more important, the type of company that you work for, the team that you work for, the type of people you surround yourself with. Whenever I interview someone at my job, they always ask me, what's your favorite part? And without a doubt, every time it's always the people. It has to be. It's the people like and I do love my job. I love what I do, like, thankfully. But I wouldn't be as happy or as motivated as I am if I wasn't surrounded by people that were hardworking and that drove me and motivated me every single day. So I think people need to start taking a look at what type of company do I want to work for? What type of team do I want to have? What type of people do I want to surround myself with? Because that can matter almost as much as or honestly more than the job that you physically have. Like the title. And it's very detri- – it can be detrimental to your career. Like you could get your – you could land like your dream role or your dream title. But – Let's say you're working at a company full of people that aren't grinders and they're not motivated and they don't care. They're not ambitious. They're not trying to make the company better. They're just kind of showing up and going through the motions. You are literally hurting your career. You're hurting your opportunity for success. You're hurting yourself 10 years from now. You're hurting your future family versus if you go work for a company full of people that are smart, striving for the truth. They're coming in. They're working really, really hard. Like whatever that means to you, whatever your career is, it's different. You are literally putting yourself in a position for more success, more financial gain, if that's what matters to you, you know, things like that. So it's extremely, extremely important, the type of people that you're surrounding yourself with. That? Wow, baddies. I'm not saying quit your job, but quit your job. (laughs) If you just heard what Shannon said and... And you resonate with, you You know, they say you are the average of the, what, the five people that you surround yourself with you the spend most. most time with. Yeah. If you, if you take a look at, at the people in the room with you and you're like, they don't inspire me. They don't motivate me. I don't want to strive to either be like them or be better than them. Then you're in the wrong room. I a hundred percent agree with that. And, and if you're the smartest person in the room, you're also in the wrong room. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone wants to be the smartest person in the room, but then it's like, you need to get into the next room. Like, I think your goal in life should be get into the room, become the smartest person in the room and then look for the next room to enter into. Because if you're constantly feeling like you're maxed out, you're never going to hit your true potential. Like my boss is very hard on me. And we have like very candid conversations now about there's times that he says things to me that, you know, might irritate me and they might rub me the wrong way. And sometimes he pushes me really hard, but I tell him all the time, I'm like, I appreciate you doing that because it makes me better. If I had someone that like, it's like, hey, like you're doing fine. And he was kind of showing up whenever and like didn't, wasn't ever giving me difficult feedback. Maybe in the short term, I'd appreciate it. But long term, I wouldn't have become as successful at my job because I wouldn't have felt motivated every day. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely important. Like you have to surround yourself by people who are going to make you better. And I think obviously this example that she gave was in the workplace, like the whole 15% 15% better, 30% worse, which by the way, like if you're listening to this and you're, you're like, wow, now that I think about it, you know, I'm sitting next to, you know, a group of, you know, girls or guys or whatever that kind of are distracting during the workday, like move your desk. Like it, this is about you. This is about your life. It's about your career. Like it's important. Like you need to do what you can to focus. I'm someone that gets easily distracted. Like I can't be around people that are sitting around chatting all day about pop culture. Like that's not going to make me perform well at work. So it's important. But I also think the other side of that is this doesn't just apply to the workplace. This this applies to your relationships, your friendships, your romantic relationships. Like it's important that you're surrounding yourself 
with people that challenge you to be better every single day and not just financially, not just from a work perspective, but as a human being, like you don't want to feel like you're surrounding yourself with people that don't drive you, that don't motivate you. Well, we've talked about it on the pod before. Like there are times in life when you find yourself, you know, not having the same friend group that you once had. Like maybe you don't stay in touch with the people that you grew up with. Maybe you don't, you know, you don't talk to everyone you used to be friends with in college. And sometimes it's, it's for, reasons that aren't like this but sometimes it's just you're not in the same ballpark anymore like you have different goals of what you want in life and and they don't align with what you want and if your friends are you know constantly partying and if they're still in their party stage and you know you're trying to keep your head down maybe go to a nice dinner spend time with your family and your significant other and see your friends when you can if you're in different paths in life it's harder to relate to them and, and you see yourself drifting apart. And sometimes it's it's for the better as much as it sucks to lose a friend. Sometimes it's for the better. Right. And like you can still have love for someone. You can still appreciate someone. You can still have someone in your life without spending every waking, every waking second. With like them. it's not like college anymore. I feel like in yeah. college you would spend so much time with your friends because all you had to do is go to class, do some papers here and there, maybe study for your final. Right. Like, it, it's not real life in college at all. Like I wish I knew that when I was in it because now, now I'm like, shit, I'm really yeah, in it. Shit. But back then, like there was so much, pre like there wasn't as much pressure to have a real friend group that wants you to be the best version of yourself. Cause I feel like back then, like, I don't know about you, but I had so many surface level friends. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think like, we're not, saying these words so that you go out there and you're like, oh, let me just cut off people out of my life who aren't as smart as me or don't have good jobs. But be or, careful like who you spend yeah, your time but, with. But what I am saying is that like, it doesn't have to just be about, you know, financial success or, you know, how much, you know, how much money someone has, where they live, like what, like what they do for work like that. Th those things like, yes, they matter to an extent, but that's surface level too. Mm -hmm. It's about like the, someone's like character, the content of the conversations that you're having. Are you with people that push you to be better? And that doesn't matter. Like it, it, that could be someone who is in college. still. it could be someone who doesn't have like a crazy, amazing job, but like that person can have an intellectual conversation with you. They can make you better. They make you feel better. I always think back to this conversation from gossip girl. And it was funny because this, this person ended up being a bitch and not like a good character on the show. Jenny. But Poppy Lipton. So there's this, oh. there's this moment. And I think it's like season one or season two where they're doing like this fashion show. And Blair was kind of freaking out because her mom was favoring Serena over her. And Serena was like asked to model in the fashion show or something like that. And Blair ends up like sabotaging the whole thing. Cause she's like, her feelings are hurt that her mom is paying all this attention to Serena and not to her. And um, there's just like this scene that always stuck out to me where Serena's looking at Poppy and she's like, you know what? It's, it makes sense. In the end of the day, I had the spotlight and Blair was just, you know, she's just acting out because her feelings are hurt and th that's okay. Like, I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk on the stage for this fashion show. Like, I don't want to do that to her. It'll really hurt her feelings. And Poppy looks at Serena and says, you know what? You need to reach a point where you don't have to dull your sparkle to make someone else feel better about themselves. Like you can't be scared of like, you can't like dull your own sparkle. You can't like sh put something over your own light. 
so that someone else feels in, less intimidated by you. Like you need to go out there and you need to be yourself. And if that is a real friend, they're going to support you in that endeavor and they're going to make you feel good and confident and happy. And I don't know, it was obviously just stupid like moment, but that always kind of stuck with me. And I remember when I watched that, one thing I always tried to promise myself was that no matter what type of friends I had, what their jobs were, where they were located, where they lived, what they did, it doesn't, none of that mattered. Am I with people who A, try to make me better, but B, truly want me to become successful? Because there are a lot of people that want to see you fail. So many people, yep. but, and they don't care how you're doing. They don't care if something good just happened in your life. I want to surround myself with people who they celebrate my victories. If I have a moment where I'm out there sparkling and shining, I want friends that like, they're, they're not threatened by that. They're not intimidated they're not because jealous. they're so comfortable with themselves that they're happy for me and they're cheering me on. I'm cheering them on. Like those are like, that's motivating. That's uplifting. It doesn't, nothing else really matters. And you want to be around people that like understand that you can have deeper level conversations with them where they just, they want you to be your best. You want them to be their best. Like that is when I feel the most alive when I'm with people is when I'm surrounded by people who genuinely like, they're like, we all have goals. We all have things about ourselves that make us unique and special. And like, let's motivate each other to bring those things out. I think that's what matters the most. Absolutely. I agree. And, and those friendships are extremely hard to find. I feel like at this stage in our life, like it's not easy to make friends. We know that we've talked to dozens, if not hundreds of baddies that struggle to find meaningful friendships these yeah. days, because like you said, like there are so many, and I say girls because primarily our audience are girls. A lot of girls out there are jealous of their friends and you have to ask yourself, well, is that a friend? Yeah. If it is, it's not the friend that I want in my life. Yeah. And, and like you said, we should be uplifting each other, helping each other. Like, I feel like at this stage in our life, it's easy for friends to get put on the back burner. Obviously it's important to make time for your friends, but having friends that understand that like you're trying to focus on yourself, focus on yourself is, is important. And you shouldn't have people make you feel bad for doing that. hundred percent. Yeah. And you can focus on yourself and be a good friend. You can Absolutely. focus on yourself and be a good partner, a good family member. And I think like one thing I'm, I'm trying to work, work on for myself right now is <clears throat> trying to believe, trying to believe that, you know what I am, I am a good person. I am a good friend. I am a good family member. I am a good partner. I am all of these things because if I truly start to believe that about myself, then I'll start to act that way. Like your, your actions will start to mimic your beliefs and your thoughts. Like your beliefs and your thoughts is where everything starts. So if you can just focus on believing, Hey, like I am loving, I am kind. You're going to start taking actions that reflect that. And that's going to just going to make you better. And people that don't get on board, like they, you don't have time for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super important. Um, I remember like you and I had a, I think it was like, we got drinks like two years ago with this girl who, um, I hadn't talked to in a while and she randomly asked to get, to get drinks. And it was, it was great. And I, do you remember the conversation we had with her? No, but I remember where we were. <laughs> <laughs> so basically she was talking about, she had this like big group of girlfriends and they were always inseparable, like attached at the hip. They lived together. They were roommates for years. Like they were some of these girls, like I knew in college, some of them went to a different college, whatever. But I, I'd gone out with them all like a few times. Like I knew them re relatively well. And when we were at drinks, me, her and Abby, she was like, we, I don't live with those girls anymore. We're not friends. I remember being shocked. I was like, why? How could that you be the case? Never like, you guys were attached to the hip. Like you did everything together. How could you not be friends? And keep in mind, this is during the pandemic. So 
I'm gonna, I'll never forget what she said. She was like, I started hanging out with these girls when I first graduated college. And we would go out and have the best time. And we'd go out partying and go to clubs and go to the Cape in the summer and do all this fun stuff. Talk to boys, like whatever. She's like, and then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and we were in isolation. And the only thing that we had was our thoughts and our friendship and our genuine connection. The partying was gone. The boys was gone. The club was gone. The fancy fun clothes was gone. The, the trips to the Cape, the, the, the flights to Vegas were gone. <laughs> and I realized that we had nothing in common and our entire relationship was surface level. We had nothing to talk about. And when she said that, it just made so much sense. Cause I do think there's a lot of people out there where you're friends with someone for the convenience or for the social aspect or for the partying or for like the crazy stories. But like you have to take a look and be like the people that are in my life, like the friendships, even the romantic relationships. Like, mm -hmm. are we having deep conversations? Are we getting to like the heart? Like you and I were at dinner on Friday and like you and I sit there and like people probably are like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, we're talking like some deep level shit where I'm like, can I ever like be the person I'm meant to be because of uh, this is how like we're we're like putting it out on the table I'm not saying you have to do that with every friendship or every relationship, but like, are you having deep level conversations that aren't just surrounded around partying and boys and clothes and social media? Like, and it's okay if the answer is no, but then you need to kind of ask yourself like, all right, is it better to have, like you always say, quality over quantity? Yep. And it's not necessarily you have to stop being friends with them, but maybe just focus your time on like creating friendships that aren't surface level and like putting your energy into people who are going to have those conversations with you because I don't know about you but like I want to be proud to call someone my friend like I don't use the word friend lightly I feel like a lot of people don't know the difference between like acquaintances or mutual friends than like an actual friend right um I don't know I'm worried about that stuff like I don't just call you my friend unless right. you're my friend um but I want, I want to be proud. Like I want to show off my friends. I want to be like, she's doing this, this and that. And yeah. I think that's something you're so good at. Like yeah. you're so like, I think one thing that initially drew me to you and like you're, you're still this way is you celebrate my success. Like it's your success. Like we try to, we try to celebrate each other's successes as our own. Like you celebrate, you know, your boyfriend, your friend, like you, truly like own it as like hey this is a part of like who I am which I just think is so amazing hey, I, I don't hide in your parking lot with balloons for no one exactly <laughs> exactly like you're you're that girl like you do that and I think that's important and I'm not saying again not every relationship every not every friendship has to be the best one not every relationship has to be the best one but I think um it's just we're not just talking about friends and like again the group chats and the fun stuff like we're talking about your life how important is your life? How important is it that you become the person that you were meant to be? How important is it that you are the best version of yourself? And I'm telling you that if you're looking around and you're in a room full of people who don't give a shit about anything and they have no inhibitions and they don't really have the desire to, you know, look for, you know, a job and they're just laying around all day and they're not motivated and they're not really happy for you when they see things going well. I'm telling you that it is negatively impacting you, even if you're not aware of it, even if you're yeah. like, well, I feel like I'm doing pretty well. Well, is it because you're comparing yourself to them? Yeah. Like go out there, find people that challenge you every single day. Like not my relationships are not all perfect. My sister, she looks at me sometimes and some of the shit she says is so direct that I'm like, wow, my feelings are slightly hurt, but you know what? <laughs> she challenges me and she's right. 
and it makes me better. Constructive so criticism. it's important. You have, you can't be around an echo chamber of people that are just like, Oh, that's great. Yes, like, man. Be around. Yes, man. No, be around people that challenge you. Be around people that have different like opinions than you be around people that have different um, political views than you. Oh my God. That's a, a tough one. one. Like literally challenge yourself. And I promise you it is going to like red pill yourself. It might be unpleasant. It might hurt in the moment, but it's going to make you better. They say Boom. it's a hard pill to swallow for a reason because it freaking is. And I know at the beginning of this, I was like, yep, blue pill all the way. Like, <laughs> Give me that sucker. I'll swallow the whole bottle. Depends but, on the day. Well, now now I'm motivated to yeah. be a red piller because we, we all get some days of blue pill. Like maybe yeah, on like a Sunday afternoon, I need a little blue pill. I need a little like that's true. R&R. I need to chill. You don't have to be gung ho red pill. I Every think, day. Yeah. I think consistency is key. What is it? 80, 20, 80% red, yeah. 20% blue. There we go. A little purple, purple pill, purple, purple drink. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinks after work underscore. We're over on the TikTok at drinks the after talk. work. No underscore. <laughs> and if you're a girl in the Boston era, you want to join our private Facebook group, our private Facebook group chat in our Facebook group. Ooh. The link is in our IG bio. Just click the Hoobie link and click become a Boston baddie. We love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>